0: Whatever a spider can, spins a web, any size, catches seeds, just like guys, Look out, here comes a Spider-Man. <laughs> if I'm crazy, I'm on my own. If I'm waiting, it's on my throne. If I sound lazy, just ignore my tone. Cause I'm always gonna answer when you call my phone. Like, what's up
1: then? Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spark in Motion Picture Review. This is your host, Zance. And konichiwa, aloha, bonjour, and what's up? And it's Greta. Yes, back again, and we are back for another fun-filled episode. Uh, before we get any further, remember, you can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.sparkin.com. You can email me personally at Zan, that's X-A-N, not Z-A-N, at spirekin.com. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, Tumblr, YouTube, Twitch, PSN Network, the Switch Network, and so many other networks. Just look up Spirekin on Google, and I guarantee you'll find us somewhere. Now, also... Remember, if you like Spyrokin's movie reviews, we also have their game reviews, our book reviews, our awesome and amazing manga reviews, and we are starting some new podcasts including, well, Game On, which is another gaming podcast, and one which is just our basic blabbing podcast. Check them out and hope you guys enjoy. Now, with that out of the way, this is going to be a fun episode, kind of a hybrid of our regular movie review and our mini movie review, because this is a new movie that came out, we didn't roll or spin for it. But it's a film which is kind of important because this is considered one of the best films of the year. And more importantly than that, it's actually argued that this is the best superhero movie that's been released in a while. Which I'm kind of surprised that I kind of can see where it's going with that.
0: Although I can see that. I can see one of the best. I mean, I feel like we've been let down a little bit by some of the superhero movies.
1: Yes, by certain companies. And this is one which I'm surprised more importantly because this is not a official Marvel Studios movie no this is a film by that lovely horrible company Sony Sony brings you a lot of good things but their superhero movies as of late have let's be honest they've sucked they've been really bad the only thing they have going for them is
0: Toby dancing
1: is well no we don't talk about that movie <laughs> never. The basic original Spider-Man trilogy, maybe Amazing Spider-Man one, maybe. You can argue that, but for the most part, their films are not that great. They've been missing a lot. But this one hit really well, and it was really well done. And uh, before I forget, this was directed by Bob Parishetti, Peter Ramsey, and Rodney Rothman. Produced by Avery Averid, uh, Phil Lord, and Christopher Miller. And it was written by... uh, Phil Lord, and it's based on Spider-Man by Stan Lee, but this isn't the regular Spider-Man. No, this is based on one of the more interesting Spider-Men, Miles Morales, who was made by Brian Bendis Michaels and Sarah Picelli back in 2011, and what is the film we're talking about? We're talking about Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And what a star-studded cast we have with this. I mean, Lily Tomlin is in this movie. I didn't think she was doing anything anytime soon.
0: But she's awesome.
1: Lily Tomlin was in this movie. Zoe Kravitz is in this movie. Nicolas Cage, who you guys know I don't like Nicolas Kim Coppola, but he was in the film. Uh, Leif Shriver is in here with a very thick New York accent, which actually fits the character playing really well. Uh, you have uh, Mahershala Ali, I know I pronounced that wrong, but pretty much Cottonmouth from uh, Luke Cage is in this as one of the villains, kind of. You have Haley Steinfeld, Chris Pine is in this movie as a very quick thing. Stan Lee, of course, has a cameo in it. Stan Lee had
0: an awesome There's cameo. Jake
1: Johnson, and it's starring Shameik Moore. And so for those of you who've never heard of Miles Morales, long story short, um, in 2000, Marvel created what they called their ultimate line. It was, we're going to take our characters and bring them to the 21st century. We're going to reimagine them. We're going to change some things about them. For example, the X-Men, they made them a little more hip, a little more modern, a little more adult. The Fantastic Four were scientists, and the Baxter building was actually a government facility. And Victor Von Doom was actually on their event. It wasn't they went to space. They created a dimensional portal, if you watch Fan4Stick. That's kind of a butchering of the ultimate Fantastic Four storyline. In Spider-Man, instead of a radioactive spider, it was a genetically enhanced spider. And Peter Parker became Spider-Man, and he was awesome for several years. Until 2011... In Ultimate Fallout, when, in order to save Aunt May from the Green Goblin, Peter Parker of that universe sacrificed himself and died. When he died, what's going to happen? Who will take over for him? A young man who got bitten by another radioactive spider decided to take over as Spider-Man. In this film, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse focuses on Miles and shows him becoming Spider-Man. In a very unique style, because it's not Peter. Peter isn't in this movie. Why? Because they mashed this up with another storyline from Marvel, the Spider-Verse. Now, for those of you who know, I'm a Spider-Man fanatic. Spider-Verse is a very cool comic where they took every single Spider-Man that was ever created. So we're talking about the one from the Electric Company, the one from Japanese Spider-Man, Spider-Man from every single What If? comic there was, and our regular 616 Spider-Man, and they merged them all together into a huge fight against these evil villains called the Inheritors. So they took that concept, and they mixed it with The Miles Morales story to create Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. The story of a young kid who ends up getting bit by a radioactive spider, meets a mentor, loses a mentor, and then a bunch of other Spider-Men from other universes shows up, and they have to work together to save the day. Now, if I went over all of the little nuances of the Spider-Verse and the Marvel Multiverse, it would take us a long, long time. So pretty much... This is not your classic 616, which is the regular Marvel Universe. This is one of the parallel dimensions. And you have a bunch of other Spider-Men show up throughout this universe, including, um, well, what were the different Spider-Men that showed up? Spider-Men?
0: <sighs> yeah, thank you. Are, so, we, are we going with this now? Yes, I am. So Spider-Woman shows up.
1: Well, Spider-Gwen shows up. Thank
0: you. Okay, poised, athletic, beautiful. Great shoes.
1: Hey, ballet shoes work really well for that. And also, they're very cool and very hard to get a hold of because they don't make them in women's size 13 if I was looking but, to get someone for someone.
0: But, so, she shows up. She's awesome. She's epic. Um, Spider Noir shows up.
1: <sighs> Played by Nick Cage. And be, well,
0: like, voiced by Nick Cage. Let's
1: be honest. He he's nuts.
0: No, but he did such a good job because Spider-Man is a little bit nuts in that one. He's fighting Nazis and things like that, but his voice is perfect for that like, you know, sad black and white like little grungy like moment where the Very wind gritty. is always around him and like that was kind of awesome. I like that. I liked that sort of like this There's also a
1: Well, we we got to talk about um one Peter of those-
0: Porker. Yes.
1: Uh, the, the infamous Amazing Spider-Ham, someone who was created a long time ago, and he's an actual real character. He had a comic book series, and he's a lot of fun. They brought him, and he's just weird and crazy and fits so well. Uh, you also have Penny Parker uh, with her giant mech suit, or not giant, but her big mech suit, Spider, who was created during the, the Spider-Verse uh, storyline in 2014, and she's a lot of fun. Him.
0: She's like, from the future, genius kid with technology. And her
1: mech is piloted by a spider that she has a technological and telepathic link to.
0: Tiny and sweet.
1: He's a nice spider. He but kicks in, butt. The robot kicks butt. And then last but not least, we have Peter B. Parker. The Spider-Man who's been Spider-Man for 22 years. And we all know that Peter Parker, he's someone who is Spider-Man. He's amazing, but... As Peter Parker, he kind of fails a little bit. He makes mistakes. He doesn't pay his rent on time. He has issues with his families. His relationships in general go to hell. And this is him after 22 years and things going horribly wrong. He loses Aunt May. He divorces Mary Jane. He is living on his own. He's poor and sad and depressed. And let's let's say he's not in peak physical form. But he is the first one that meets Miles. And Miles and him... Work together to, like almost like a Yoda Luke Skywalker situation where Miles is the Padawan and Peter B Parker is the Yoda, even though he's not a very good Yoda.
0: I like that they make him like, like supposedly you know, out of shape incredibly, but they give him this the tiniest of this little gut because of his pizza issues.
1: Well, he has the the his metabolism is still high. So he's got a little bit of the beer gut from eating pizza and not working out. But he's a very interesting entry point. I know we're going all over the place with this because we don't want to spoil too much of this film.
0: Yeah, like, I'm not going to spoil it.
1: Like what you were saying about Peter B. Parker.
0: He's like a good father figure, you know? Um, he, he has screwed up, but he's looking and he wants to be the... Um, the yoda in a sense he's gonna be the the teacher and help the newest um miles morales find his way find his voice find his specialness
1: his spot and on this isn't a carbon copy of just this is oh this is uh peter parker this is a different character no miles's own character He is an Afro-Latino teenager, who goes to a very expensive boarding school. His parents are not married, yet they're his parents. His dad is a cop.
0: I did not catch that they were not married.
1: Think about it. Dad's last name is Davis. His last name is Morales.
0: Okay. Well, I missed that.
1: And his mom is a uh, Spanish-speaking nurse. I thought that was really cool. And also, they don't subtitle the Spanish when her and Miles are talking. And he is a...
0: But it's like... Spanish English. It's you can you you get what they're saying. It's a mom. She's an awesome mom, killer nurse. You know, yeah. not a killer nurse. She's an amazing nurse. You have to make the distinction. Yes, dude. let me let me clarify. The dad is a good police officer. He does a good job.
1: So he has good role role models. Well, kind of. He has one role model that really doesn't work too well because, like with anybody, you have your mom and dad who are overbearing, who are just trying to be in your lives. You need that kind of adult. Role model that helps you. Like a you out. cool
0: uncle that's going to buy you a tattoo one day.
1: Exactly. And that is his uncle Aaron, who, when you first see him, I got to say, that was one of the best. That You felt like you knew this this type of guy. Uh, Miles is going to visit his uncle Aaron, and you see a pretty decked out apartment that is pretty badass. And to top it off, he's putting on a record player and he's playing Biggie Small. He's playing Notorious B.I.G. And he
0: is the cool uncle.
1: And he's able to talk to Miles about things that he can't talk to about his parents. And he's a good, kind of good influence, but kind of, like...
0: I'm not going to, no no spoilers, slight spoiler alert, but no real spoilers. But, you know, there's that moment where he's having the talk with his nephew on, you know, girls and how to talk to them. And it's just so adorable.
1: But that's a thing that, but it's also a thing that an uncle would say. He wouldn't be like, yeah, you should be talking to your dad about this. He's like, oh, well... No,
0: it's like, this is how you have to sit to have, you know, he finds out that Miles thinks this girl's, you know, cute, beautiful, and, you know, how to, how to have that hi moment, you know? I like when he calls him out on it. He's like, have you talked to her? What's her name?
1: It's the, hey. Hey. No, no. Hey. Hey. (laughs) And also, we forgot to say that Miles is a graffiti artist, so his uncle likes to... Encourage that...
0: Artistic... Cr-
1: criminal behavior. Yes. <laughs> his dad's like, I saw you put your tag up. You gotta clean it up. You spend a Friday cleaning up. Like
0: I said, his dad's a good cop. You know, he like...
1: And he loves his, his son. He just... He doesn't know... He's a dad.
0: The main thing is, this story arc, This the whole idea behind it, was beautiful. And if you don't know all of the different spider universes, you don't know all the different... Backstories. This movie like catches you up. You do know all of it. There's a ton of Easter eggs in there. There's so- something extra for you. You know, you don't have to. This could be a first time movie. It can be a, mm-hmm. you know, hundredth time movie.
1: They get rid of the the origin in like a second for each of the characters. They say, okay, one more time. Here's how it goes. Bop 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 done. Oh, I did forget. We haven't talked about all the other Spider-Man. What about the regular Spider-Man in Miles' universe? Well. He meets Miles, things are good, and he dies. We know this immediately. He doesn't... So it's he dies. And it, he leaves almost an Uncle Ben situation where he makes Miles make a promise to him, and then he passes away. Now, for every good superhero movie, you have to have super, a supervillain of some sort. And this one is actually chock full of several characters. Besides our main villain, Wilson Fisk, who's played by Lee Schreiber, and he has a good... Good... Um, Vocal. No, he has that great Brooklyn voice range, which I really like, because Lee Schreiber I didn't expect to be that good.
0: His voice is full and deep and like rich. It, it was a good fit. villain voice. It was a good fit.
1: His design vocal. is questionable. They have a reason why they did his design the way he does, but... He's memorable.
0: Hey, the, the the design for him. I know that they have a reason for it. I know all that, but it, it it took me back, just to date myself back to you know Bugs Bunny and like how they would draw like different things with with like the those cartoons, the cartoons that I grew up with. You know, and I was like that big guy, that bigness, that was there for me.
1: True does have that little cartoony feeling, and it fits in this weird world that exists, even though it doesn't fit exactly. The other villains look much more grounded, I have to say. I mean, you have Lily... Uh, Liv Octavius, Olivia Octavius, Dr. Doctor, Doctor Octopus, a woman whose... Her arms were, felt like they were plastic. They... Like, tube, like rubber tubes, and I like that feel for it. You had the Spanish version of the Scorpion, who's from the Ultimate Universe. You had the, the Ultimate version of Green Goblin, which a lot of people like a lot more. Some don't. I'm kind of on the fence. I really do like it, because I loved how it was in the uh, Ultimate Universe. But I still prefer old-school mask and costume, not I turn into a giant uh, fire ball throwing goblin. There's a nice touch to it. And then, of course, you have the Prowler, who is Miles' big arch nemesis in the comics. And this one, he is almost a force of nature. He doesn't speak, but you hear like this.
0: That sound. It's
1: just a sound whenever he's around. It's like a. Need,
0: I need that sound as a ringtone for like work. Yes. Or that someone special in your phone, you know? Like, I need that.
1: I gotta say, that's also another thing. The music in this fits so well. You have some great songs in there that are going in. The big standout is, of course, Sunflower by Post Malone. You have uh, What's Up Danger, which is by Blackstreet. There is the one song that I really enjoy called Staring in the Dark, which is the almost the Requiem song for Peter Parker from the from this universe, which I really wish they gave a designation for, because I know all the other designations of this one. I'm like, it's not 1937, which is Ultimate Universe, it's like its own little thing, because Peter is a blonde, he's not a brunette, And but that's me being a geek. Yeah, well, be
0: a geek.
1: True, it is my podcast. I could do that. Yeah. So, every character has their moment, every character has their motivations. Some of them are not as... Um, understandable is it like the whole reason for live uh Octavius's whole motivation well i don't think we really need to understand it she is just fiscisind she's crazy and she's his assistant that's all we need to know we know that tombstone who's also in here who doesn't have a lot of dialogue tombstone and scorpion they are just henchmen they don't need a, a thing but the prowler's motivation kind of makes sense Wilson Fisk is actually very sympathetic. You understand where he's coming from. And you understand why. Now, as for Stanley, he has a very poignant
0: cameo. I loved his cameo.
1: That goes even further into some things as well. Especially now that he passed away. It has a little bit more bittersweetness. And when the film ends, you do have a post-credit for Stanley and Ditko. Because they did it together. They weren't... It wasn't just one who made it; they both made it. Steve Ditko and Stanley made it, and it gives homage to it. Um, what else? Soundtrack. There's,
0: there's a lot of little like Easter egg moments, like you know, contacts in Miles' phone. Uh, you know, like. Yes,
1: yeah, so you see in his phone, you see Steve Ditko, Stanley, you see Bendis, you see uh, uh, Picelli, you see all these little things. Also, a lot of the little designs, like every single universe has their own design, and they show up in different ways. When the movie opens up, all the different logos start shifting into the different designs. Like, it has the noir universe, and it has the cartoon universe, and it has all the universes. You have that. You have um, a lot of the background images. Like, there's uh, Ramita Raman, which is John Romita Sr. and Jr. Nice little touch there.
0: You know what's interesting? though is I didn't feel like I was watching a cartoon. I felt like I was watching a superhero movie. You know, the thing is completely animated, but it didn't feel um, cartoony.
1: And one thing I didn't say about the design work, because I like the design work a lot, is that at first, Miles' the universe is just normal, it follows basic rules. However, once it gets bit by the spider, which there's been theories that it's actually from 2099's universe, which I kind of like because it's Alchem X, which is the big company. They say it's, oh, it's a uh, physics company's Alchem X, and that's for another podcast. I love the fact that once he gets bitten by a spider, suddenly spidery things happen. It's He's talking in his head. And he's like, can they hear me? And it, it's showing word bubbles. Like Why this is it thinking. so loud? And then, of course, the best part, sound effects. Right after he's bitten, sound effects occur. Like, Bagel! <laughs> <laughs> and Boink and Thwip and all the awesome sound effects. I, I, I
0: thought the sound effects just, like... Before that, two were really good. You know, the spray paint as he's tagging things. But you
1: don't see the... But once it happens, then it adds to it. Also, you get the framing of, like, comic book panels. And it became, like, a living comic book. And I love that.
0: And I like the tie back to his roommate's comic books. Like, he's in them.
1: Yeah, they're actual covers from Spider-Man comic books. And they have it, like, as Imagine That instead of What If. Right. And it's like The True Tales of Spider-Man, number 47. it's like, no, that's Amazing Spider-Man, number 47. And that all the covers, whenever they revealed their origins, it showed the Spider Gwen issue number one. It showed Spider Noir issue number one. It showed the Spider Ham issue number one. I like that it did that. It was a very fun film. It's an enjoyable film. Everybody has a part and a point. Uh, I will say stay for the Easter eggs. Also, if.
0: Oh, 100%. <laughs> stay till the lights come on and the people come in to clean the theater.
1: So. Since we have been interrupted by the by the vicious Maddie dragon, Maddie, who do you think pointed first?
0: Spider Man.
1: Maddie thinks Spider Man pointed first, and I agree. Spider Man pointed first. Y- you have some great cameos, and also uh, for you twenty ninety nine fans, they do a good job with Lila. She's not just a she's not just a a yellow projection. She actually has a little bit of style to her that's that weird neo-future Nueva York style. Yes, 2099 shows up for like a little bit here in this. Because I said, 2099 does show up. So, overall, besides the fact we're rambling, I'm going to have to give this movie a really, really, really fucking cool. If you don't watch us now, your brain will freeze your eyes open your soul will be forfeit to the great Zolma Gustar. It's really that good. It's enjoyable. I want to get to I this I want to see it again. I want to see it again in theaters. I want to see it in three days.
0: I want to see it in theaters again.
1: And I want the soundtracks. Both of them. The score and the soundtrack.
0: We might have been the group in this theater that started the slow clap at the end. Oh, yeah. But a good time was had by every single person there.
1: We were the ones making the noise like, oh my god. Oh, man. Not all of it.
0: There were other people that were just geeking out as much as we It was we could. a lot of fun. Yeah. It was great. I mean, I it, I felt good. I wa- It felt like a feature film. It didn't feel like a superhero film. Fo- it felt like there can be another one after it, but it didn't need it. You know, it was just...
1: It was an excellent well, film.
0: Well done.
1: And for, for, I would love to see Shamik Moore as Miles again, praising the role. I don't think he could do it live action because obviously Shamik Moore is much older and he doesn't look like Miles. But I would love to see this version of Miles again. And I've been very hesitant on Miles. Um, someone said that this is the best Spider-Man movie ever made. Um...
0: And you know
1: what? You can yeah. argue. You can. It's arguable. I'll give it. That's arguable. I still think I like Tom Holland a little better, even though Tom Holland. You've heard in my in the Spider-Man Homecoming review. My in the the review of Civil War. My issues with that version of Spider-Man, but I really like him. I think he's a little bit better. But this is a a worthy successor, and Miles is an amazing Spider-Man. And everything I've said that shitty about Miles, I take back. Because this makes me appreciate him so much more, and especially now that in the comics they're changing his name, he's no longer going to be Spider-Man. He's going to take his own identity, and I like that.
0: I loved. I it has to be said. I loved Aunt May in this, in this movie, in this film. I love Aunt May. We
1: forgot. We forgot Aunt May. Definitely, but Lily Tomlin does a great job with her, making her have, like this creepy, horny. She she actually.
0: I would not say horny.
1: She asks him to set up a Tinder account so she can get laid. She, no, she, says
0: she wanted him to set up a, a, a Tinder account. She account said, for her to go out on dates with. She did not say get laid.
1: So she's going to use Tinder to get dates. That's like someone going to Pornhub and saying, "I want to see if the the repair guy is going to fix the TV."
0: <laughs> Does he? Does he fix the TV? No one knows.
1: That's I love, I love remember Big Lebowski. <laughs> you, you can guess what happens next. He fixes the cable.
0: <laughs> sure.
1: But. I like how she is. She becomes Madame Web, and I love the spider lair. So, so many little geeky things.
0: But she's like so brilliant and badass, and Aunt May. Like not all of the Aunt May's are, are that awesome. Like they're always tough, strong. Well,
1: originally she was the old lady until Ultimate Spider Man. Then she became the young, hip Aunt who was going to yoga class, and she was she was not she was having it. The yeah, original but... Aunt May is an old, frail woman who made cookies, and she's just old and she. But doesn't always more
0: emotionally strong than people gave her credit for Uh, at any age
1: well now she is originally she was not now she's badass because ultimate fixed that and i like that they did that but now uh, especially with lily tomlin
0: although i like that she needs help creating a dating profile yet she like programs all this stuff uh,
1: yes (laughs) that is true like
0: i mean come on
1: so definitely worth watching checking out again now out of the spider people who's your favorite
0: I love Miles. Gwen. Spider Gwen. Spider
1: Gwen. Nope.
0: Does whatever Spider Gwen can.
1: Oh, ghost Spider. Spider Gwen. She's pretty badass.
0: She's badass, but I like that she is strong and confident. Like, there's that little hair mishap, but she kind of owns it. She knows who she is, but... Um, and she's not super stick thin. Yeah, like she she is thin. She's hey, very thin, but she's she's got an athlete's body. She, she lands on her. Toes remember, like she, is, she is she is
1: she's the drummer for the Mary Janes.
0: But like she's
1: <laughs> that's her deal. I like her.
0: I like her a lot. Aunt May's my favorite female character. Spider Gwen's my favorite spider character. But I like Miles Morales. I want to see what happens to him next. <sighs>
1: I I gotta say Spider Ham. I have waited for him to come out, and he was he was a blast. I loved him, and even though I, I despise the voice actor, I have issues with him. Noir was done really well. My favorite one was is Miles. I gotta say Miles. He has he brought Dr- Drew in, and he was a great character. I would like to see some more Spider people, perhaps in the sequel, which they're gonna do because the sequel has been greenlit already. So they're gonna do a sequel. I can't wait to see what they're going to do. We do know that the sequel with, um, Gwen, Sta- uh, not Gwen, Sta- with Gwen Stacy, Spider Gwen, is going to have Silk, Spider Woman, and someone else. I don't know who the other female spider is going to be, but that's going to be pretty cool. I'm excited for that. So... Um... Guess it for this episode. Uh, we'll talk about uh, stuff in our superhero show, which we have, because we have a lot to talk about, including because Spider-Verse ends this week, Infinity Wars ends this week, and it's going to be a pretty packed week with all the different superhero stuff happening this week. And we'll touch upon World and the end of Titans, which, let's be honest, I that show I thought was going to be garbage and it turned out really good. But I digress. So uh, catch you guys next time. Thanks. We are Gonsville. See you guys next time.